Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, Italy, online, on campus. It's Pastor Jennifer here. It's summer and God is doing new things. It's a new season. And so today I want to say welcome. Welcome to the family. We love that so many have joined us online and now we're seeing them join us on campus. So I invite you today to lean into worship, to lean into the ministry of the word. For those of you that are traveling and you're working or you're on holiday, we don't go on holiday from Jesus. He's with us always. He's as close as the mention of his name. So as you enter into worship, I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us and know that the Lord has a great word for you today. Well, good morning. It is good to see you. Let me try it this way. Bonjourno, is that right? Is that, is that close? Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Pastor Jennifer Pasquale. She's such a dear friend of ours, and uh, we just love coming to ICF Rome. There's no place like here, and uh, we're so glad. And thank you to the team that helps us. You guys are the best. Uh, you're right on the spot. We don't ever have a need that you aren't there to already meet it before we get there. So thank you all. If uh, you're a guest today, I want to encourage you to come back when Pastor Jennifer is here. She's a great woman of God. You'll be blessed by her ministry. So don't judge ICF Rome just on today. Come back and be with Pastor Jennifer as well. And to those who are online, thank you for joining us as well. Can we tell them welcome? Come on, help me welcome those who are online. Yeah, we're glad that you are with us in this service, and we believe God's going to do good. If you've never met me before, my name is uh, Pastor Larry Hammock, and I am April's husband. Yeah, yeah and uh, that's uh, a high honor for me is that I am April's husband, but uh, we just love being here, love being with you guys. So this morning, we're going to continue the monthly theme of peace, Jehovah Shalom, that uh, our God is peace. Names are important, aren't they? We recognize each other by our names. We call each other by our names. And throughout this year, with your theme being living proof, you are looking here at ICF Rome, you are looking systematically at the names with which God revealed himself to us in his word. I, it's exciting. In fact, if I go down the list, I could start preaching just from the list. And in January, you talked about El Shaddai, God Almighty. Not God weak, not God impotent, but God Almighty. In February, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. In March, El Roy, the God who sees me. In April, Adonai, simply the Lord. The Lord. In uh, uh, May, Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. You probably remember the words of David in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And you can end there, right? The Lord is my shepherd. But he goes on to talk about that he has no need. The Lord watches over him. In uh, June, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And then July, Jehovah Goel, the Lord, my Redeemer. And somewhere in there, we need to just recognize that God has, showed us, has shown us much of his character by his names that we see in the Bible. 
This month we're talking about Yahweh Shalom or translated Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. That term and that name of God is found in Judges chapter 6 in verses 23 and 24. And when uh, you get to that scripture, you're meeting a guy named Gideon who was a reluctant warrior and a reluctant leader. He has met the angel of the Lord. And there the angel of the Lord has said to him that you're going to defeat the enemy. You're going to lead your family in this nation in renewal and in revival and coming back to me. And obviously Gideon was a little nervous. He was not a man of any great influence. He was just a regular guy. And in this conversation with the Lord, he recognizes, I have seen the Lord. I'm going to die. And then we read, pick up in verse 23 of Judges chapter 6. But the Lord said to him, peace. Don't you like that word? Peace. There's just something about the word that helps calm and relax us when we think about the word peace. So, but the Lord said to him, peace, do not be afraid, you are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, literally in the Hebrew, Yahweh Shalom, or the Lord is peace. To this day it stands in Ophrah of the Abazrites. Peace. We long for peace, don't we? Each of us would like to have peace in our lives. The desire for peace has been displayed in many ways. If you're a beauty contestant and a beauty pageant, oftentimes when they're asked, what does the world most need? They respond with, yeah, world peace. Oh, I want world peace. The desire for peace is uh, demonstrated with diplomats and with ambassadors as they meet to establish peace or maintain peace between nations or peoples. The desire for peace is displayed in a businessman or a woman who uh, struggles with having to stand up for what they believe that they know is right against compromising situations. And sometimes they'll remain quiet because they want to maintain peace. Sometimes spouse is motivated to remain quiet and to live in quiet frustration and sometimes desperation rather than confront a problem with their spouse because they want peace. Peace. You probably know some folks who have lived in those kinds of situations. And what we recognize in our lives is sometimes the greatest battle we face is not from somewhere outside, but the greatest battle we face is in our heart and in our mind and trying to find, discover, and maintain peace in our heart and our mind. Today, here's what I want you to hear. Jesus is our peace. One more time. Jesus is our peace. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 2 today to discover more about Jesus being our peace. As we get ready to read that scripture, would you stand with me please and let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We love you. We come to you now recognizing that we need you. That it is by your strength and grace that our lives are as they are. So we come to you now in Holy Spirit. We ask you to speak to us today. May our hearts and minds 
receive what you have for us. And may you do in us what you want to do in us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Will you remain standing with me and read with me out loud these two verses. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he our, himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hospital. Yeah. Will you turn to your neighbor before you're seated and will you tell them Jesus is your peace? And turn to your other neighbor and tell them I'm glad you're sitting by me today. And you may be seated. Peace. Today we're talking about the truth that Jesus is our peace. He certainly gives us peace, but Jesus himself is our peace. But when you look around the world today, sometimes it seems like peace could be unattainable because of ongoing wars, because of angry societal and political unrest, because of uncertain economic situations. In fact, just this morning I was having a conversation with a man about the cost of benzina here uh, in Rome. Some of you probably have noticed that it's a little expensive. And that can take away our peace. As you see the amount go up per liter, you can say, oh no, what am I going to do next? Peace. Family struggles sometimes make it seem like that there is no peace available. And then personal challenges that we face. Health, finances, and our family can make it seem as though peace is not available. But the good news is, Jesus himself is our peace. Did you catch that? That the scripture said in Ephesians, Jesus himself. <laughs> Let's just pause there for a, minute, for a moment, shall we? Jesus himself. Not someone else. Not somewhere else. But Jesus is our peace today. How do we know that? See, we recognize that Jesus is our peace because peace through Jesus was prophesied by the prophets. Long before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Isaiah the prophet in chapter 9 verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Before Jesus was ever born, he was already being prophesied that he would be our peace. The prophet Micah in chapter 5, beginning verse 2, says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Beginning verse 4, he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. Have you ever tried to manufacture peace? There's all sorts of exercises to try to get peace, and there, folks will tell you, if you're tense, if you're uptight, to take some deep breaths. Why don't we try that today? Are you ready? On the count of three, take in a deep breath and hold it for just a few seconds. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hold it and then slowly release it. 
It just makes you feel a little better, doesn't it? But you know what? That, that little bit of respite can be gone in a moment. All you have to do is have a thought shoot through your mind, and suddenly your peace is gone. Have you ever been by yourself and you lost your peace? Just because of something you thought about? Something that you thought might happen, could happen? Or maybe you remember something that did happen, and it cost you your peace. But you see, Jesus is our peace because he was declared to be so by the prophets. He was also proclaimed to be our peace by the angels. Remember the night that Jesus was born in Luke chapter 2. The angel said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah of the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Guess what? His favor rests on us today. You may not feel like that. You may think, you know what? You don't know what I've done, Pastor Larry. You don't know where I've been. You don't know much about my life, and you would be right. But God's peace resting on you is not based on you. It's based on Jesus. Let me try that over here. God's peace is not based on you and your behavior. It's based on Jesus himself. So therefore, his favor rests upon us, not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. See, he is our peace. And then peace throughout the centuries has been preached by the church. Has been, is right now, and for as long as the church remains on this planet, it will be, it will be preached by the church. Acts chapter 10, verse 36 says, You know the message... God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is our Lord. Here's what we know. People need peace. They need peace. We live in a day that many people live without peace, and they do everything to try to attain peace. They'll go to doctors to try to find some ability to have peace for their mind and their heart to slow down and have peace. They'll go to therapists, and all of that is fine and good. But we need to recognize that it is Jesus who brings everlasting, unfathomable peace in our lives. You see, people need peace because of external stresses. Anybody in here ever had a stress? You ever had an external stress? Yeah. yeah, they come in all sorts of ways, don't they? These external stresses, we find them around, it seems like, every corner. You can have an external stress just moving about your day-to-day -day life. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but driving in Rome can be an adventure. That can be an external stress. So you, th you think, well, you know what? There's really good public transportation in Rome. I don't have to drive. I can take public transportation. But that might bring a stress about as well, couldn't it? I, um, in the U.S., we have bigger personal space than you guys occupy in Italy. 
In the U.S., we kind of have this invisible barrier around us that unless we know you really well, we don't want you to step inside that. But you guys don't seem to have that here. You guys just walk right up, step inside our barriers. Just this week, April and I were traveling uh, on the metro. We parted on the train, and then we got on the bus. And when we got on the bus... I was raised by my dad who, as we would call it in the U.S., I was raised to be a gentleman, which means that if there is a woman who is standing on the bus, I get up and I let her take my seat. Yeah. And sometimes when I do that, some ladies will say no, but there's always one that will sit. She'll come and she'll say thank you and she'll say, well, I was standing on the bus in the aisle. And a family came in behind us. It was a crowded bus. And the mom stood directly behind me. And for a long time, we kept bumping into each other. Listen, that was an external stress on my piece. Because every time it happened, I'm... (laughs) But external stresses come in much more serious ways, don't they? Financial setback bad news about our health, family stresses. You see, external stresses come, which is why we need to have the peace that Jesus provides for us. We're not the only ones who have faced this. There was a man in the Bible named Job who had some very real external stresses. In a matter of two days, he lost everything. His occupation, his wealth, his reputation, his children. And the only thing that he was left with was his encouraging wife. Anybody remember Job's wife? Job's wife, you're thinking, now, that's his rock. That's the woman who's going to help him. That's the woman who's going to walk beside him. And what she says is to Job, are you still keeping your integrity with God? Why don't you just curse God and die? Thanks, honey. Appreciate you. Job responded with, if he slays me, I'm going to serve him. A great statement of faith, but let's see what else Job had to say. In Job chapter 3, verse 25, he says, what I feared has come upon me. Those external stresses. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. Maybe you feel that way today. You see, people around us need personal peace because of external stresses, but also because of internal motivations. Have you ever said to yourself, I don't know why I feel this way? There's this war raging within you. Paul put it this way, when I want to do right, I end up doing wrong. And the wrong that I don't want to do, I end up doing anyway. So he goes on to say in Romans chapter 7, what a wretched man am I? You see, there's this internal motivation and bent that we have as Christians and as people. Proverbs 14, 30 says, A heart of peace, a heart at peace, gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. You see, people need personal peace. The good news is, are you ready for good news? Now that you're depressed and ready to go out and in the U.S. sing a country song, you know about country songs in Italy? Any country music fans? Here's kind of how it goes. The country music in the U.S. 
Songs say, I lost my dog, I lost my truck, I lost my wife, and I feel really bad. Well, if you're that way today, stop singing a country song, and let's see what Jesus does for us, because Jesus provides his peace to us. One more time. Jesus provides his peace to us. John chapter 14, 27, Jesus says, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. You know what? You don't have to have your peace because Jesus gives you his peace. That was really good. You don't have to have your peace because Jesus gives you his peace. His peace is perfect. His peace is everlasting. My peace, again, can be gone in a moment, but his peace will always be with me. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 16, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Anybody say amen? In this world, anybody had any trouble? Yeah, it happens regularly, doesn't it? In this world, listen, when, when my kids were younger, I would get trouble on Christmas Eve because we would have bought toys that had some very frightening words written on the boxes. And here's what those words were. Some assembly required. That I had to figure out how to put the toys together and make them work before Christmas morning. That would cause me to lose my peace. One year we decided we'd buy a swing set. I promise you I will never buy a swing set again. You see, because we often have trouble, but Jesus says, be of good cheer, don't be afraid, for I have overcome the world. You see, Jesus provides his peace. Jesus' peace is powerful. Jesus' peace is powerful enough to change us, to shape us, to mold us. Jesus' peace is so powerful that it guards our hearts and our minds. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, the peace of Jesus also is a blessing to us. Psalm 29, 11 says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Anybody ready for the Lord's blessing of peace? You want to have peace to settle on your heart and in your life. Well, all of that was said to get to where we are now. That was a nice introduction, wasn't it? We'll be finished in an hour, hour and a half. I'm teasing. Jesus' peace is available. Today, maybe you walked into this room and you recognize, I need peace in my life. I need peace in my family. I need peace on my job. I need peace. Well, peace is available, first of all, to those who love God's Word. If you want peace, get in God's Word. You see, a lot of times we lose our peace because we're living contrary to what God's Word says for us to do. Sometimes we're living outside of the Bible and we wonder why there is no peace. But if you want peace... Peace is available to those who love, know, and live according to God's word. Psalms 119, 165. Great peace have those who love your law 
and nothing can make them stumble. Great peace is those who love your law. Do you love the Bible? Do you love what it says? This is the word that changes and shapes our lives. Peace is available to those who are steadfast. They haven't changed their minds. They don't have their minds somewhere else. In fact, Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep in perfect peace. I like perfect peace. How about you? Mom, would you like a moment of perfect peace? You see, I, yeah, mom said, yes, amen. Here's what I, here's what I know about moms. So we, we've raised four kids. They're all adults now, and we have uh, one granddaughter. Hallelujah. Yeah, grandchildren are God's reward for not eating your children along the way. We, we have one granddaughter, but in raising those kids, here's what I discovered. Our kids most often went to April. And she couldn't get a moment of peace. Even if she went into the restroom and the, closed the door, they'd knock on the door. Mom! Any moms in here ever had that? That you're just trying to hide for a moment. Just give me just two minutes of peace. Perfect peace is available in Christ to those who are steadfast, whose mind is on him. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. The English Standard Version of the Bible translates that verse this way. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You see, often we lose our peace because we let our mind go somewhere else. We let our minds go to what might be, what could be. We let our minds go to all of the uncertainties. But if we will keep our mind on Jesus, if we will keep our mind on Jesus, then he will give us his perfect peace. And then peace is available to those who live by the Holy Spirit, who live in the power and the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. I want to ask you today, what is it that God cannot do? Nothing. God can do anything and everything. So if we keep our mind on the one who is able to do anything and everything, why would we not have peace? Because our God loves us and he comes alongside to help us. So what do you do today? Receive Jesus' gift of peace. Receive the gift from Jesus a peace. Just as if someone in your family were to hand you a, a gift for your birthday, you would have to reach out and receive it and open it. In the same way, Jesus gives us his peace if we will receive it today. Worship team, if you'll come and make your way, please. Receive the, the gift of peace today. I want to say to you, you don't have to live in turmoil and conflict. You don't have to learn, uh, live with your life all in chaos. Jesus is our peace. Receive Jesus into your life and your situation and the peace he gives. One more verse. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now may the Lord 
of peace himself. There it is again. Jesus himself is our peace. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. When I was a kid, I grew up singing hymns in church. I, I was taken to church every time the door was opened. I wish I could tell you that I was always excited about going, but I wasn't. There were times that I would have rather stayed home, but our process was we went to church. If there was church on Sunday morning, we were going. There was church on Sunday evening, we were going. When there was church on Wednesday evening, we were going. If there was church on Thursday, we were going. If there was church on Friday, Saturday, whatever day it was, if church was happening, we were going. No question, no conversation, we were going. And in those days and in that environment, we used to sing a hymn that said, Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, fathomless billows of love. If you don't mind, if, if you'll just not play for a second and come right back, don't go away. Let me just sing this chorus to you. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my within, maybe without. You say, but today I want to receive Jesus as my Prince of Peace. I want to experience the peace that He gives in my life and in my family. If that's you. Will you just simply raise your hand? I'll wait just a moment. Today I, I need the Lord's peace. Yes, yes. 
I need the Lord's peace. You can put it up and then write back down. Thank you. Thank you. See, the way you receive the start this receiving of the Lord's peace is by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you don't know him today, I invite you to just simply invite him into your life. And as you do that, then the Prince of Peace will come. So we're all going to say a prayer together, and we're going to invite you to pray this prayer with us. In fact, you can open your eyes and look around if you like. In fact, will you just go ahead and stand with us as well? And when you all pray this prayer, you may have been a Christian for a long time, but pray this prayer so that anyone around us may be encouraged to pray it as well. Those of you who are online, you too can pray this prayer. The promise is that Jesus will come into your life, you'll be forever changed, and the Prince of Peace will come alongside you. So pray this prayer with me, please, all across the room. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. You are my peace. I ask you now to forgive me of all my sins. Help me to turn from that which is wrong and to do what is right. For I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. So today I make you my Lord. Come save me. Come change me. I'm yours. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Will you close your eyes there as you stand and will you again make this a private moment? If you prayed that prayer today and accepted Jesus or renewed a relationship with Jesus, I just want to pray for you. Will you raise your hands? I'm not going to call you out or embarrass you, but you'd say, today, Pastor Larry, I've made a commitment to Jesus. Online, you can put a comment in the comment section or send a message. We'll come alongside and help you. Let me pray for those today who raise their hands for peace. I want to tell you, I know I know about this gift of peace. There was a moment in my life that circumstances had taken me places that I never dreamed I would go. And even though I was a Christian, I was in turmoil for a very long time. And on a day that was going to kind of be the final step and event in this situation, I was driving and I pulled off early in the morning before the sun rose into a little park-like area rest stop in, in the U.S. And I crawled in the back of my van and I was one more time pouring out my heart to God. God, I need you to change this. God, I need you to move in this situation. In that moment, the Holy Spirit descended into that van in a profound way and he gave me his peace. I spent some time that morning before the sun came up just giving one more time my life to the Lord. 
saying, I'm yours. My circumstances didn't change, but I changed. And when I had finished that occasion with the Lord, I moved back to the driver's seat and I went on my way. And I have never been the same because his peace was given to me. And it can be given to you as well. So will you let me pray for you, Lord, those in this room who have acknowledged, yes, I need his peace. Today I'm asking, desiring for that peace to come into my life. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would descend upon them in a profound way in this moment on this day. May this be a day, may this be a time that they recognize that they moved into a new level of a relationship with you. Lord, you are our peace. We receive you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Comfort, strengthen, provide resources, whatever is needed, O oh Lord. We bless you and we praise you. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Well, isn't the Word of God amazing? It's life-giving. It's faith-breathing. It's transpiring your destiny for this week. I want you to know that every time I make a video for you, I invite you to join me to agree together for what God wants to do in your life. So the first thing I want to do is say, you know what, maybe there's been some things in your life this week Maybe something in the message you listen to makes you realize, God, I need to give you a new commitment. Jesus, I need to trust you in a brand new way. Maybe he needs to redeem some things in your circumstance. I want to invite you right now to pray with me and to send me an email that you have prayed this prayer because I want you to know you're not going to do this faith journey alone. And he is going to help you do it in a brand new way. So agree with me and pray with me. After I pray, you pray, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you. I invite you right now to take full authority in my life. Forgive me for anything that has taken me off course. Forgive me and help me to trust you in every way. Lord, from this day forward, for the rest of my days, I will keep holding your hand, holding on to your word, and trusting you with every detail of my life. Today, Jesus, you say it, today, Jesus, I belong to you, and I receive your love and your healing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer with me. I want you to send us an email. I've got people that have been online that have walked into the church campus and said, that was me, and now I'm here and I need community of faith. So I also want to pray this prayer with you because I believe that your miracle is in motion. And I believe that in this summer, God is wanting to do something new in each of us. And our miracles are in motion. Our lives are in motion. We're in new seasons, but he hasn't walked away. He's walking right beside us. And so I want to pray with you for whatever you have need of. And I want you to know that when you write us, 
we are praying for you. You are not doing this life or this journey or this process alone. So Father, right now, I pray for your son and your daughter that are watching online on campus. I pray for the ones who are traveling. I pray for the ones who are moving to Rome and looking for that place to belong. I pray for the ones who are watching online and saying today, God, I needed a word from you. Let this be the word right now, Lord Jesus, that you're with your daughter, that you're with her family. God, let this be the word for your son, that you have a calling on his life, that you're with him, that you're walking with him, that anointing and favor is upon him. And Lord, for that miracle in motion, whether it be physical or financial or relational, let your child of faith say, Lord, I will keep trusting you. So Father, I thank you for the miracle in motion. I thank you for the supernatural intervention in everything your child needs. And I pray that in this moment, faith would feel alive and fresh and we have a new outlook for the week ahead. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So now I want to say, don't forget to write. Don't forget to join us online. Thank you for what you're doing to be a part of our global worldwide family. God is doing miracles and you're a part of it. I love you.